fans in Rhode Island, welcome to the Potterverse. It's a podcast dedicated to the book and film universe of Harry Potter. So grab your favorite wands and time turners. Let's step into the night and pursue that flighty temptress adventure. And welcome. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake. I hate having nightmares. Nightmares are the worst. You have nightmares way too often, too. Way too often, man. And and for those of you who uh, are big Mary and Blake Media fans, uh, you guys probably remember that I actually have this really recurring, odd nightmare. Oh, it is a terrible nightmare. That Mary is leaving me. It's <sighs> the worst feeling ever. And it's like different. It's different in like many different ways. Sometimes, like what one of the weirder ones that I've ever had is that like Mary and I went on our first date, and it was amazing. It was so much fun. Or and we went on a second date or whatever. And then she's like, "Oh, listen, I'll be back. I, I have to go away for like a week or so, but I'll come back and we'll meet up again." And a week goes by, and Mary calls me, "Hey, you want to get together? Yep, absolutely. Let's do it." And it's not the same, Mary. Dun, dun, dun. It's a different Mary. It's like it looks the same, sounds the same, smells the same, but different. Mm, smells the same. Yeah, you smell like uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to know what I smell like, but okay. <laughs> Troll bogies. <laughs> Ew, thank you. On that note, oh. goodness gracious, we are of course still delving into the very beginnings of the Goblet of Fire. We are in mere chapter two in this gargantuan book in the series. This is when things get real. This is when things get crazy and fun. Chapter two, of course, is titled The Scar. Dear Sirius, thanks for your last letter. The That bird was enormous. It could hardly fit through my window. Things are the same as usual here. Dudley's diet isn't going too well. My aunt found him smuggling donuts into his room yesterday. They told him they'd have to cut his pocket money if he keeps doing it. So he got really angry and chucked his PlayStation out of the window. That's a sort of computer thing you can play games on. Bit stupid, really. Now he hasn't even got Mega Mutilation Part 3 to take his mind (laughs) off things. I'm okay, mainly because the Dursleys are terrified you might turn up and turn them all into bats if I ask you to. A weird thing happened this morning, though. My scar hurt again. Last time that happened, it was because Voldemort was at Hogwarts. But I don't reckon he can be anywhere near me now, can he? Do you know if cursed scars sometimes hurt years afterward? I'll send this with Hedwig when she gets back. She's off hunting at the moment. Say hello to Buckbeak for me. Oh, there's a couple of things in this reading that is really important, but I'm surprised that you went with this one oh. uh, in, in, in for this chapter. I thought that you would actually go with the paragraph prior to this, um, but we'll, we'll get there in a little bit. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. It, this chapter this chapter is a lightweight chapter. It is. It's a lightweight chapter. This, this episode probably won't be all that long, but- there's some good. There's little bits in here. There's little snippets that mm. are important, and I think that previous uh, you could paragraph, read that one when we get to the it, previous like, paragraph. I thought is is an important little tidbit into into Harry's uh, psyche at mm. this very moment, which nice. is which is really important. I dig it. 
ready to get into this show, my love? I do, but before we do, we would love to invite those of you listening to join us at our most beloved community, jointhenerdclan.com. It's a very special place for listeners like you who say, you know what, Mary and Blake bring Lumos in my time of Knox, and I want to support them. You see, for less than a cup of coffee... $2 a month to be exact, you can contribute to this mom and pop shop of a podcast media company. We don't have big corporate sponsors. We don't have like all the bells and whistles. But what we do have is heart and soul and determination. And we are uh, pretty, pretty consistent, I would say. Consistency. Consistency is key. Consistency is key. We are bringing you some Potter once a week. May change during the week, during the days, but we're here for you. So if this (laughs) is bringing you some Lumos in the Time of Knox, or maybe you like some of our other podcasts, I highly recommend that you become a member at jointhenerdclan.com. Not only do you support us, but we actually have lots of perks, extra podcasts, book clubs from Outlander to Bridgerton. We have, you know, behind the scenes footage. We get you sneak peeks into things you get to even vote on new podcasts like they just did recently where uh, we the will be... world famous after doc show oh, how can we miss that Come so on now. if you have been listening to us if you laugh along with us we would greatly appreciate it join the check that on out let's get into the show i solemnly swear that i'm up to no good Preview. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was yeah. going to say previously on uh, Harry Potter. Pretty much. I mean, <laughs> this is where I generally do like a little brief synopsis of what happened in this chapter. And that pretty much sums it up like previously on Harry Potter. I mean, basically, Harry wakes from a bad dream where he relived and saw everything that happened in chapter one, essentially. Uh, Harry recalls all of his previous adventures in books one, two, and three, and gives us some background information on the characters that we met and got to know there, and then ends things off writing a letter to his godfather. Serious black. And that's it. That's the chapter. That is it. It's a short chapter. Sure is. It just sets you up for uh, for what's coming. You know, it's funny because I feel like in the previous books, they really had to dedicate a bit more time and explain a bit more of what's going on. And by the time we get to book four, by the time we get to Goblet of Fire... Um, this came out in 2000. Harry Potter was a known thing. Like this was a thing at that point. And like people yeah. were starting to be like, oh, are you getting that book? Are you reading it? Um, if you had not read the previous three books in this series, the author's like, this is all you're going to get. This is what you're going to get in case you haven't picked the previous books mm-hmm. up since Prisoner of Azkaban came out. We'll give you a brief little rundown in case, you know, you forgot what happened. But if you're new here... You're a muggle, and you're going to want to pick up the other books, because hold on to your butts. We're going places. We're going a lot of places in this book. So I generally don't like recap chapters, but I think that this one was done quite well. Yes, it was. It was. Well. For a recap chapter. Yes. Um, Oh, wow. There are... Over three million copies of the book were sold. It was a record-breaking print of three point nine million copies uh, in two thousand. Which uh, this is one of the OGs. I've got my original Goblet of Fire. You know, pages stained and and well loved. Um, not as many dog-eared pages in this book, so this must have been a bookmark time. I go through times, friends, where I use a bookmark and I don't dog ear the pages. And I think that this was one of them because it was like so exciting to have gotten this book. And I was like, now this, this is a chunky monkey book. 
I'm ready. All right, here, here you go. Goblet of Fire was the first book in the Harry Potter series to be released in the United States at the same time as the United Kingdom. Mm. On 8th of July, 2000, strategically on a Saturday, so children did not have to worry about school conflicting with buying the book. It had a combined first printing over 5 million copies. It was given a record-breaking print run of 3.9 million, and 3 million copies of the book were sold over the first weekend in the U.S. alone. FedEx dispatched more than 9,000 trucks and 100 planes to fulfill book deliveries, and the pressure in editing caused a mistake, which shows Harry's father emerging first from Voldemort's wand. However, as confirmed in The Prisoner of Azkaban, James died first, so then Harry's mother ought to have come out first. This was later corrected in future editions. Ooh, that is something that excites me, because I do have generally like first editions of these books and i do love it when there are mistakes that stay <sighs> it be it would be interesting to see if you had that same mistake i probably do well we're going to find out i mean yeah but i've got it this is an og book so yes i would believe that it is um so yeah uh you know again this this chapter is um, very lightweight. It, it, it resets the stage. It is very efficient with its stuff. And I mean, we're just it, it, the, the exposition. That's, that's all that it is here. And where you, you are being told as a, a brief run in history, what has happened over the previous three books, though there are a couple of different fun little things that happen in this chapter that make it better than just Previously on Harry Potter, uh, it is Harry's interpretation of his friends. It is Harry's interpretation of what he should do with this information. And not only that, it is also setting us up with a direct comparison between uh, the Dursleys and also Sirius Black. And mentioning right off the jump that Sirius is still kind of out on the lam here, but he's still an active part of Harry's life. Even though Harry doesn't have the fortune of living with Sirius uh, the way that he wanted to for a brief week, he thought that it was a possibility. Nevertheless, it is not this time. And that is why I am interested in reading this little bit here, Mary, the one that I thought that you were going to read, which is thus... The Weasleys were Harry's favorite family in the world. He was hoping that they might invite him to stay at any time now. Ron had mentioned something about the Quidditch World Cup, and he somehow didn't want his visit punctuated with anxious inquiries about his scar. Harry kneaded his forehead with his knuckles. What he really wanted. And it felt almost shameful to admit it to himself. Was someone like... Someone like a parent... An adult wizard whose advice he could ask without feeling stupid. Someone who cared about him. Who had experience of dark magic. And then the solution came to him. It was so simple and so obvious that he couldn't believe it had taken so long. <gasps> Serious. Oh, yes. Yep. And this is so important. This right here is so important because we are immediately establishing uh, a direct correlation between... Uh, his parents, a parent figure, and mm -hmm. Sirius Black. Um, even though Harry is not the most reliable source of information in Harry Potter books, 
it's easy to see here that Harry trusts Sirius, and Harry looks at him as though he is a father figure, and yeah. he does have connection beyond just the Dursleys. So special, and it's it's great because he looks at it with such fondness, but it is still so new that it's not immediate. It's mm. not what like, of course, I have to. Yeah, right, exactly. It, that's a, it's that's as a he's really thinking. Thing. I need family. Yes, exactly. So beautiful. So great. Um, I love that portion, and you know, the author does this really cool thing where she, I haven't seen this in her previous books yet, where. She writes something like this. Uh, where is it? Uh, da, 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 da. I can't, can't find it. It's okay. Oh, here it is. Harry needed his forehead with his knuckles. What he really wanted and felt almost shameful to admit it to himself was someone like Dash, someone like a parent. And then uh, a couple of pages earlier. Um, she writes, Privet Drive looked exactly as respectable as a sur- suburban street would be expected to look in the early hours of Saturday morning. All the curtains were closed. As far as Harry could see through the darkness, there wasn't a living creature in sight, not even a cat. And yet, and yet, Harry went on re- relentlessly back to his bed and sat down on it, running a finger over his scar again. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the pain that was bothering him. <sighs> not even a cat. I loved that little reference to a cat on Privet Drive, referencing right. all the way back to Sorcerer's Stone, Minerva yes. McGonagall, just giving us that little, like, f- you know, flashback memory photo sh- shot in our yeah, minds. Yeah. And it's, it, it, you know, th- I think the author could have gone any way with this. Mm-hmm. It could have been not even a black, shaggy dog or, yeah, you know, anything. But the cat one is really important because. It, it it's implicit in that in at least in this reference is that Harry is aware of McGonagall's presence mm-hmm. in uh when she well when when he was dropped off at Privet Drive for the first time uh, that she was there as a cat she yep. was there uh doing watch and that you know is that a little bit of a a recognition of that uh it feels like a it I feels like it a is. wink. It feels like a wink to those who are engaging with the material. Yeah. You know what I mean from the author? I agree. But this this repetition uh, of these words, uh, the and yet and yet Harry went relentlessly back to his bed and sat down and running finger over a scar again. And then again having the uh having the repetition of someone like someone like a parent. I I haven't noticed that in this in these books yet, mm. you know, with these, with Harry's these getting deeper. Repet- repetitions and uh, Harry is getting deeper. He Harry is 14 now. Yeah. Ha- Harry is seeing uh, contradictions. Mm-hmm. Harry is, is more emotionally aware. And these, this repetition, this um, recognition uh, of these emotions is in, in the complexity of these emotions, ones where you have to stop and think and repeat to yourself, Wait, am I? Yeah, I am. Like, and then even when, uh, even at the end of this chapter, after Harry writes his his writing here, and he writes the thing to uh, to Sirius, yes, thought Harry, that looked all right. He, I mean, like he's reassuring himself. He's talking to himself. He's um, f- taking 
uh, note in mm-hmm. the complexities that he's feeling and, and saying, yes, this is right. Yeah. See, again, it, it is previously on Harry Potter, but. But done in a good way. But done in a way that is different and done in a way that is uh, special to Harry, especially with Harry's interpretation of his friends. I mean, you know, the author knew at this point how many books there were going to be in this series, what the outlines were going to be like, and she'd already had to write in the Chamber of Secrets and Prisoner of Azkaban the previously on Harry Potter stuff. And you can only do it in a similar fashion so many ways, and she didn't want to bore her audience. This is a really organic way to do it, to be with Harry in his thought process as he thinks of who can I reach to all the while reintroducing these characters giving us Hermione's possible reaction and letting people if they forgot who Hermione was or if they stumbled upon this book and didn't know who she was fools but still they would get like a little glimpse of her same thing with Dumbledore same thing with Ron just giving this little of a backstory and then he even gets to put in a little bit about the Dursleys you know his aunt and uncle and cousin who he lives with um, and they were asleep the way that uh, Harry liked them best it wasn't as though as they were any way to help him when they were awake and I just thought this was a fun little bit because him living with the Dursleys him being under their roof and having the um, ability to be with his family is something that is what keeps him alive and he has no idea so it's just these little sprinklings that we get inside books like this Mm -hmm. that get to be part of the bigger picture which is really neat in a generally boring chapter the the (laughs) recap chapter of book series are never fun but this was a really cool way to do it you know and there's another another layer here that i just thought of you know, the, he uh, the the author is contrasting the the Dursleys with Sirius and ha- saying how you know the Dursleys wanted Harry to be miserable at all times, mm-hmm. and, and Harry is using the dark, uh, overshadowing figure of Sirius Black to keep them in check, um, which is great. Yes, uh, and it's purposeful. Mm-hmm. It, the intent is 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 so pointed and. So and brilliant, yeah. It's so brilliant yeah. and such like a a manifestation of a fourteen year old kid, right? Yeah, like I'm going to stick it to him. Yeah, but in addition to contrasting Sirius to the Dursleys, we also have some contrasting against his own friends and even Dumbledore himself, the man that Harry has respected and thought there's always, always mm. going to be an answer from. Dumbledore, Wolfric, Brian, Percival, whatever his name is. Uh, Dumbledore, you know, Albus, whatever. We, we know. Sure. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't say... Dumbledore, you know. Yeah, whatever. You know, stats of nerds. <laughs> um, it, you know, that there is... There's a real difference in how he interprets Dumbledore's response uh, to Hermione and Ron's mm-hmm. response. And yet he is so... Uh, comfortable with talking to Sirius. It shows you how much he respects Sirius as a person, his interpretation of these events, uh, and that, yes, he loves his friends, but they're kind of quirky in their own yeah, right. Yeah, um, you know, You know, Hermione's response is to go to a book, mm-hmm. and Ron's like, let me talk to my dad, and, Dumb- and, he, and he write, he's going to write a, a letter to Dumbledore being like, hey, yeah, my scar hurts, what do you think? <laughs> not always the best thing no you know um yeah you do you get to meet these people you get to know the dursleys a little bit you get to know the two different worlds that harry is in between he's in between the muggle world and the wizard world and these are kind of the key players that he has going on right now with some great background information we were talking a little bit before about the stuff that's sprinkled in about how 
um, you know, Harry's just kind of blowing it off like, oh, you know, I, I love when the Dursleys are asleep. They do me no good whatsoever when really just being in their house is what's saving his life. Another interesting thing that gets dropped in here that comes into play in the next book is that he can hear his cousin Dudley snoring, you know, through these walls. He can hear Dudley snoring and that's where he starts to be like, oh, thank God they're asleep. These walls must be thin or these movies must be loud because in the next book in the um, Order of the Phoenix, Dudley recalls Harry having nightmares from what ends up happening here in Goblet of Fire. He's like, yeah, I hear you through those walls at night and you have nightmares and you call for Cedric Diggory. So um, it's just another interesting thing where it gets tied through. You know, there are these reoccurring threads through all of these seven books that really create such a nice cohesive storyline, even in previously on chapters such <laughs> as this. Every time I think about it, I think of the voice on Lost, previously on Lost. Yes, which you needed. <laughs> Gosh, that show was so confusing. It, it was. It was It was definitely uh, definitely littered with a lot of mythology mm-hmm. that you needed to keep up on, and having those things was important. Another thing that happens here, too, is um, there is a... There's already the beginnings of Harry recognizing his I want to say exceptionalism but it, it's not it's his connection uh, and it's an it's an unwitting connection to mm. Voldemort okay when he says the last time my scar hurt like this out I, I was with he Voldemort was yes and that makes sense was Harry with Voldemort during his dream yes and that's what I'm getting at. It's already alluding to the fact that there is there's a, a there's a more of a connection there. And now we're talking Horcrux juice, right? Yep. Uh, so, which by the way, we still have not gotten out of the Mary Blake store. I'm going to do that. I promise. Okay. Um, I like that too. And Harry sees this and says, "Yeah, like something's up, man." He knows that there's something, and the author is already laying this foundation for you as the reader that there is something there. And it makes you question whether or not Harry was just dreaming or whether or not Harry was there. And if Harry was there, how was he there? Well, I mean, we read it, so we believe that it is real. We read it, and then it says, and then Harry Potter woke with with this. So, I mean, I guess it could be in either way. You could either read it as this entire thing was a dream, or this happened and Harry realized that it was happening. And that's what I'm getting at, because you... Was it a dream all along? You were were left with this notion of, is it a dream? But when you get some more information later Mm -hmm. on in future books, you you can go back to this moment and look at it and say, no, Mm it wasn't a dream wasn't because Harry was this guy was hurting his guy was hurting for a purpose and he even recognized it he tells you up front last time his guy hurt like this oh by the way I, I'm definitely gonna have to play this your cousin from Boston last time his guy hurt like this in the chapter the sky last time his guy hurt like that he was with he was with Voldemort mm-hmm. and I like this too where he says no the thing that was bothering Harry was the last time his scar had hurt him, it had, because, it had been because Voldemort has, had been close by, but Voldemort couldn't be here now. The idea of Voldemort lurking in Privet Drive was absurd, impossible. Think of that. Absurd, impossible. It's abs- the absurdity of the idea. It's, it's one that isn't even worth thinking of. It, it, uh, there, there's like this feeling of um, protection, like uh, even 
an indetermined protection uh, from being in the muggle world, almost like that Voldemort wouldn't even bother, wouldn't even worry himself with going to the muggle world, going to Privet Drive. It's just, it's ridiculous to even think. I really like that too, because it's sensing, it's highlighting this tension between the muggle world again and the, and the wizarding world. Very, very special stuff here. Again, small things that you, if you start reading into it, Definitely. We, of course, get another mention of the Quidditch World Cup and how the Weasleys are hoping to be bringing him. We get some more just Quidditch in general as Harry's reading Flying with the Cannons uh, on his (laughs) bedside table. We get recounts of how he's been injured and hurt before. All these things that are just leading us up for, for future events that are happening in the Goblet of Fire. But as we said earlier on this episode, this is really a recap chapter. Not too much there. So on that note, I think it's going to be time for a different perspective. Now, before we go into the different perspective, we would like to remind you that one of our few sponsors that we do have for the Potterverse is actually MinuteWithMary.com. In addition to podcasting and geeking out about nerd stuff and books and TV shows, I also help people feel more creative and confident when it comes to their skincare and makeup. I have heard through the grapevine that people don't understand that I am in lots of different countries, not just the U.S. So if you are a listener of ours and you're located in New Zealand, Australia, Canada, U.S., Mexico, tons of places in Europe, I mean tons of places, I most likely sell to you. I actually have warehouses in a bunch of those countries. So it's not even like you have to pay astronomical shipping. It's just normal shipping because <laughs> it's already there. So if you've been listening and like, well, maybe I'd like to check out one of Mary's mascaras or maybe I could send Mary a message to help me out with something, but I live somewhere else. I want you to send me that message as I would love to help you on your makeup and skincare journey. Even if it's, if it's something as simple as getting a lip gloss, as we can hopefully start to rip these masks off our face, I want you to feel fabulous. So MinuteWithMary.com or search the hashtag MinuteWithMary. You know, I went out for the first time today without my mask without my mask it's allowed now in it's allowed state. now in rhode island yeah um if you if you vaxxed if you vaxxed and waxed stop, ready to go stop that's a line from this is us <laughs> there are children listening Blake. um it was weird it was very weird it was a weird feeling but i smiled and i put on a really cute lip gloss because i was like i'm gonna smile like buddy the elf <laughs> smiling's my favorite no joke i'm gonna bring it all right it's time for the different perspective holy cricket you're Harry Potter. I'm Hermione Granger. And you are? I'm in trouble. <laughs> you're, you're, you're trouble? I'm in trouble. What do you mean you're in trouble? Trouble, trouble, <laughs> trouble, trouble, trouble. Okay. What do you got? There's very few characters mentioned in this chapter, but yes. I figured, I figured... I'm going to do something different. So this entire chapter is Harry. Hedwig's not even in the room. Yeah. So Blake, I would like you to mention one of the characters mentioned in this chapter that is not Harry Potter, whose perspective I could be having right now. Oh, that's a good one. Thank you. That's a good one. Um, Serious. Okay. I mean, you know why I want okay. you to do serious? Because mm. he sends the bird. It's a tropical, tropical. bird. It's a tropical yeah. bird. What, what's Sirius doing? Oh, Sirius, wait, where are you? He's in Rio. He's in Rio? <laughs> yes. Oh. Oh, he's in Rio, and he's at Carnival, and it's amazing. He's living life. No, no, you're living life. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> Hold on. Different perspective. You're not picking up the High School Musical? Yeah, I got it. Okay, got it. Yeah. I got you. 
Uh, Serious, where are you? I am in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Oh, okay, yeah. It is amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. I am working on my tan. Oh, well. I have well, the pastiest skin. Well, yeah. I mean, Edward Cullen, look out. <laughs> Edward Cullen, look out. I'm coming for you. Um, yeah, you know, I just figured, like, let's get away. Let's hang on out. There's this crazy partying going on right now, carnival, like... Mm-hmm. People are just dressing up, partying all the time. So nobody cares about me. And because everybody's partying, uh-huh. they all look kind of shaggy and, and crazy. I like am you. fitting in, man. Where are you I keeping Buckbeak? In. That's the thing. In the jungle. You, in the jungle? Yeah. yeah. Maybe you can make him look like one of them, uh, one of the uh, floats. No, I like bippity boppity booed a little oh, okay. invisible thing. Gotcha. You know, okay. yeah. he's fine. He's, he's fine. fine. Oh right, my gosh, good. he's having so much fun. Good. The only thing that I'm nervous about, though, I'm glad you brought up Buckbeak, is there's these poisonous frogs. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're we're in Brazil. Yeah. There's a lot of things that he's not used to with his diet. Um, so he keeps getting sick. Yeah. Stay away from the orange frogs. Yeah. I can't speak. You Buck can't speak beak. Buckbeak? Yeah. So he doesn't understand that... Beaky, just, come on! Yeah. Not another orange one. Stay away from the green and the brown. Poops all night. All night. <laughs> but I'm having a great time. Uh-huh. Uh, Where'd you get the bird to send to Harry? I, I'm i in Rio de Janeiro. How, de Janeiro. Rio de Janeiro. De Niro. Great poop on. Dijon. Get it? I don't even know what just happened. I think I'm hungry for a burger. <laughs> anyway, truth of the matter is, is I just, me, Mary, I just watched the movie Rio with the kids. There's yeah, a sure. lot of birds in it. So many birds. So many birds. So Sirius Black would literally have his choice of all the birds. Any bird that he could think of. Hey, you. <laughs> if he answers back, you're the lucky one. How you're you, magical. Sirius, how do you te- how do you tell the bird where to go? It whistles back at you. I just did it. Oh, oh so you can speak birds. Listen, all the birds in Snow White, uh-huh. magical. <laughs> there was a wizard, I guess, I imagine, in, in Snow White then, because they're all magical. She was a witch, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So Not there's a wizard. Gotta be wizards. No, Snow White's evil queen was a witch. I'm sure. Gone bad. Yeah. Tote Slytherin. Yeah, no. on the selfish side. <laughs> Not great, Bob. It's not a witch or wizard that didn't. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'm having I'm having an okay time. I don't really get to see people. A bippity boppity boot Buckbeak keeps having. Are you wearing like Are problems. you wearing like the fun costumes? Are you doing the booty shake? A Nobody little bit? knows who I am. That's I'm what, living, that's what I am living. You life. want to live your life? Live your best life. Get I out am. there. Do, go, do some Shakira booty shake. I'm getting shaking. a tan. I'm loving it. I just. <laughs> that's it. <sighs> the end. Oh, end scene. Awesome. Good job. All right. Uh, it is now time for some listener email and questions, of course. Ooh, so if, if you're joining in live and you have any questions or feedback about Chapter 2, The Scar, put your comments below. So we're looking at you, friends, on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Those of you who are listeners and are not yet joining us live, listen, you got to join us live. And we actually have, have a complimentary text reminder service. If you are located in the United States, you can just text the phone number 81010. And in the message field, the at symbol, Elder One at E-L-D-E-R-W-A-N-D. No spaces throughout that entire thing. And if you're outside the U.S. in a fash, you can get on our complimentary reminder service too. Go to remind.com slash join slash Elder Wand. So, Blake, do we have any feedback? We got some emails. Let's get to it, shall we? Oh, Miles Head. All right, the first one comes from Kate. 
She writes in saying, just curious, have you ever thought of the significance of green in Harry Potter, associated with jealousy and Slytherins and the Adata Cadavercurse, but also Harry and Lily's eyes? Just curious if you think this was intentional or not. Well, Kate, I will say this. I actually have the answer for you. Do tell, Blake. I have the answer. Do tell. Uh, yes, it does have a lot of associations with, uh, obviously, the Slytherin house, uh, dark magic, jealousy, and, of course, Harry and Lily's eyes. It, it, in, in essence, it does ha- have a lot of connotations. Uh, like Gryffindor's colors, the green and silver of Slytherin are connected to the element they most closely represent, which is water. In wider folklore, green has long had a supernatural connection, and and the author explains that the color is said to belong to the fairies, and it has an association with misfortune and death. Consequently, green should never, and I repeat this, never... Your cousin from Boston. ...be worn at weddings. Don't wear it at weddings. Don't want to wear it at weddings. (laughs) And you know what... I definitely do. Uh, and uh, your mom I did. I will stop. <laughs> I will stop. Uh, green does also have some positive associations, though, being linked with energy and rebirth. In the wizarding world, uh, the author tells us that it is used to reveal magical status to other wizards and is often in combination with other color, the color purple. Yes. So like some of the students of Slytherin House, the theory behind the color is somewhat slippery. I mean, so many of them wear emerald robes and... My birthstone is emerald. We're here in the month of the Taurus. So fellow Tauruses or Tauri, I don't actually know the proper pluralization of it. Sure. Happy birthday month. Next one comes from Lacey. She says, I'm sorry to get this these questions in late. Dinner fash. Yeah. You know what? Here we go. Dinner fash. Number one, would the Minister of Magic know that Hermione had a time turner and therefore should have suspected that they went back in time to free Sirius because they had to write to the Ministry of Magic to get her one in the first place? Fudge is a flunky. Yeah, I don't think that fudge. I don't even know the right word, but I want to use an F. Fudge is a a floozy. Okay, fudge (laughs) Just running around town. (laughs) He's he's brainless. (laughs) Dropping trowel. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Fudge has any idea. No, it, it, that's that's for his underlings to worry yes. about. Fudge has got bigger things to worry yeah. about. Uh, apparently, like killing Buckbeak, like rat, rat, Madame Rose Murta. <laughs> I know, killing Buckbeak. Uh, number two, were the students at Hogwarts allowed to send and receive letters during the Deathly Hallows? Hmm, good question. I don't remember. I don't think that is delineated. My guess, if I were to put some money on it, I would say Slytherin House could. <laughs> Thank you. You know what? Bam! Just like that. A winner! If you wanted to send them outside of that house, you had to like have it read. Yeah, you had you had to like give it to Neville. And Neville like oh, snuck was, it out. Oh yeah. Neville would definitely be like the underground mailman. <laughs> he would be the Kevin Costner. <laughs> <laughs> he yes. would be the postman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Great question, though. All right. Uh, number three, was Snape ever imprisoned in Azkaban? If so, when? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think that he was. And number four, did Snape ever spend time in Azkaban? Was he locked up before his trial? Um, I don't remember him being in Azkaban. I don't remember that either. 
Because I think because he like dished a whole bunch of stuff and, and switched sides that that was okay. Right, yeah. Uh, this one, last one comes from Jenny. She says, hello, I'm a new member in the Hi, loving Jenny. the Potterverse. Finally opened myself up to watching the Harry Potter films this year in January Welcome. and fell in love. I then devoured the books, watched the movies again, and now I'm on a second read through of the books, making up for lost time, I guess, since I was too cool when they came out during my high school years. I blew through the Potterverse in just a few weeks without realizing it. I'd be caught up by the end of book three, and now I'm remembering what it felt like before Netflix to have to wait a week for an episode of your favorite show to air. Thanks for all you do. Glad I found y'all. Well, you know what? There's not a question in there, but I did want to include this email because that is a lot of Harry Potter. That's a lot of Harry Potter since January. Yeah, I love it. Like, read the second read-through of all the books, watched all the films, and has listened to every episode of the Potterverse since January. You are among your kin. You know what, Jenny? I'm going to... Thank you for sending this in. I want you to email us at maryandblakemedia at gmail.com. When you get this, email me, and you get any one free item from the Mary and Blake store. That's it. That's what we're doing. Okay? Sound good? Sounds great. All right. Sounds good. I like it. All right. Now it is time for the live questions. Let's see if we have any. We do. This one's from Caitlin on Facebook. She says, okay, for the people looking for a serious, why didn't they just write him a letter and then follow the owl? Also, am I the only one who pictured Dumbledore on vacation as Merlin from the Sword in the Stone when he comes back from Bermuda? <laughs> I like to think that he's in Majorca. Definitely in Majorca. Right? You know, he's got his iPod. Does he have an iPod like shuffle or like a classic iPod? Or is he carrying like a disc man? Ooh. Because he's got to listen to Kelly. I mean, I don't know. Great question. <laughs> Maybe he just has like some special spell. No, 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 no. He wants he wants in on the physical media. He wants in. I got I you know what? It's it's not the same. It's like it's like listening to vinyl in, instead of a CD. Mm-hmm. If you if you bippity boppity boo up some Kelly, it doesn't sound just the same way as it does in real life. You know, that's what I'm that's that's my thought on that. Um why didn't they just send an owl looking for Sirius? I think because Sirius travels as a dog, that would make him uh, impervious is not the right word, but that would make him untraceable, maybe? Oh, yeah. So if he's dog mode, if he's pad foot, then the owls probably can't easily find him. I bet he has a little connection with Hedwig. The other thing that I think is that the the order of the phoenix is already you know working in the ministry and has gotten the heads up from dumbledore like yeah. like kingsley shacklebolt and and people like that like don't go after sirius pretend you are yeah sure send the owls to me instead <laughs> you know like i do i think you know we go from this and then order of the phoenix in the next book i think people like kingsley shacklebolt are already in place and that if there was something like that, that the order would be kind of sneakily stopping it. So, because Hedwig does find, does find him. So he has to be non-dog mode at some point. Right. You know, hanging out a carnival. Uh, uh, You know, unless, unless Hedwig is, you know, he's got the inside info. Like, yeah, he's in dog mode, but this is what you got to look for. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's why I'm saying either Hedwig's got the, got the in. Yep. Or maybe, maybe... Hedwig 
just finds Buckbeak. Yeah, but why would Can, he be able to find Buckbeak and, why not? And, not, and not a dog? I don't know. That's what I'm getting at. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know, guys. All right. Rachel on Facebook says, ever since I read The Deathly Hallows, I've always worn yellow to weddings like the love goods. I love that. I generally wear royal blue because my wedding jewelry um, had sapphires in it. And I like to wear my wedding jewelry to every single wedding that I go to because I think that it's bringing good luck and blessings from all the previous weddings. That is right. Good job. Jackie asks, is there any info or news on the live movie watching together on Zoom for nerd clan members yes jackie there is some news we are going to watch the first episode of the last kingdom all together together. and the reason why we're doing that obviously is because that is our next podcast and that is the podcast that the members that join the nerdclan.com voted for so there you go there's an announcement for you here's some news we're going to watch The Last Kingdom all together. The, the first date, episode. The date. Yeah, the, the first episode. The date of that is TBD. I, we, we, we're going to set a date. More than likely, it'll probably be like an upcoming Saturday uh, or Sunday, but one of the two. Uh, Once This Is Us ends, so This Is Us yes. ends this week. So we're going to have the announcement of those, um, the showings and the virtual hangout. By the end of next week, we will have the dates and times announced for our friends at jointhenerdclan.com. Yes. Rachel says, uh, uh, guys, this is back in the 90s. It's definitely a disc man uh, that he uh, that Dumbledore is carrying around. Um, but, 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 Jan says, oh, no, hold on. Uh, let's see what we got. Caitlin says uh, on Facebook, Harry Potter movies will be streaming on HBO Max in June, but only for June. So that is some good stuff uh there's one here from jane jan uh, but i can't i don't see the question jan i'm sorry uh ellen says dumbledore has an mp3 player with just kelly on repeat um here she is jane yeah where right here oh here it is harry decided to only tell Sirius. do you think it would have been made any difference he'd been able to tell dumbledore yes why do you think that mary because I think Dumbledore would have gotten back to him right away and would have been able to be like, well, sometimes this can happen or he could just give a curious. Maybe he would have let Harry in on a little bit more, but it could be putting things into play for Dumbledore. Hmm. Like Dumbledore missed this whole flipping thing this year. Mad-Eye Moody fail. Yeah, that was a big, big time fail. So had he known about all this, maybe he could have stopped it. Mm. Maya, Maya Ann says... Or maybe they would have said, maybe you shouldn't go to the Quidditch World Cup, Harry Potter. Maya Ann says, maybe Hedwig knew how to recognize Sirius because she can feel his magical trace. I think that Hedwig's got a little something. Yeah, I think I'm probably on that. And Denise here, Denise, our girl Denise on Facebook Yay. says, I watch Harry Potter movies almost every weekend. Okay, well, yeah. thank you so much, friends, for writing in. Don't forget, you can always email us at maryandblakemedia at gmail.com for your input on chapters, or if you just would like to share something Potter-related, we're here for it. Let's close it out, shall we? We shall. tuning in of course we're still right here in the beginning of the goblet of fire which as i said earlier is many people's choice book of their favorite of this series so if this is that for you 
we need you to share this podcast. We, if you're on Facebook or YouTube or Instagram, share this video with your friends, share it on your wall. This is still so early that we can get people who are either new to the Potter series or have read them but maybe haven't reread Goblet of Fire in a long time or people who are just still lonely and, and bored and like, wow, I wish someone liked these books as much as I did. And they can join in this once a week right. conversation. And thanks to you folks sharing so much and doing what we ask of you to help grow the podcast. Mary and I, Mary, we are now in the top 15 Harry Potter podcasts in the world. Thank you. In the world. Uh, and I think that's a very important and, and, and prestigious thing, honestly, because there are 15 kabillion Harry Potter podcasts and we're in the top 15. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So we're going to start to read some of these iTunes reviews in our weekly episodes just to give those of you a shout out and thank you so much. You can just go to Apple Podcasts and write a written review and yours might appear on the podcast. For now, my name's Mary. My name's Blake. And uh, Mischief Managed. (laughs) (laughs) Too many podcasts to close out to. (laughs) What a mess. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.